I can't see past my own nose. I'm seeing everything in slow-mo. Look out below, crashing down to the ground, just like a vertical locomotive. That's a train. Am I painting the picture that's in my brain? A train from the sky locomotive. My motives are insane. My flow's not great. Okay. I conversate with people who know if I flow on a song that'll get no radio play. While you're doing fine, there's some people and I who have a really tough time getting through this life, so excuse us while we sing to the sky. Yeah. Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Christ in Culture. This is Clint. And this is Gordon. And we're excited to be back. Yeah, I, I do need to warn you guys though. We just came off a retreat a couple of days ago, and my throat is still recovering. So if my voice gives out mid episode, I apologize in advance. Yeah, this seems like the most I've seen you in like an expanded amount of time since I like met you. Yeah, because we've been together <laughs> every day for the last eight days, roughly. I didn't yeah. see you Saturday Sunday, but from now we're recording yeah, this basically yeah 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 so not sick of me yet so that's good hopefully how are you doing post retreat post retreat the voice is the big thing yeah i'm on this really weird sleep schedule too so uh gordon and i were on kind of the back end called the logistics team so we were setting stuff up in between the big events of the like retreat. stage crew if you know theater yeah, yeah. basically and so we were on a much different schedule than everyone else. And so it was not weird for us to go to bed at 1 o'clock or whatever. So I'm still kind of on that schedule, which is not very good. Yeah, when you go from, like, attending retreats to running them or helping lead them, you quickly realize, like, there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes than you ever realize. Right. It's insane. Yeah. And especially... This is the biggest retreat in the area for us. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is actually we come together with all of the parishes in the area. I think we're up to nine churches now that all come together, something like that. And we put on this retreat with like 325 people. And the reason why it's only 325 is because that's all the camp can hold. So it's this huge retreat that we spend the whole year planning and a lot goes on to make that possible. Yeah. So it's been fun, but I'm on a really weird is it, um, body schedule. Is your voice more just because I've used it or is it from like weather? I think it's a combination of going from the air conditioning to the really, really hot outside a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it's from the Hakka. 
Right. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the Hakka, it is a native war chant from the Maori tribe in New Zealand. And something I learned when I was 15 or 16, I think. And it's kind of something that a lot of Pacific Islanders, especially from New Zealand or Samoa or even Hawaii, will kind of perform at different points in their life, whether it be like a wedding or graduation, you know, sporting event. Yeah. And so we had this really, really big, we call it muck wars to end the week. Dirty games. Yeah. Muck wars. Uh, Just a bunch of gross stuff with 300 people throwing it at each other, basically. Yeah. And so to start it off, myself, Gordon, and all the other logistics, logistics team, which by the way, I promised a shout out to our logistics team. So shout out to you guys. You were great this week. Hopefully some of you are listening. But yeah, to start that off, we all did the haka together to like get everyone pumped up. And I got really into it and lost yeah, it my awesome. voice. So yeah. now I'm paying the price for that. I asked because I went the first time I went to Nevada. I went to Las Vegas with one of my priests back home. Mm. It was the first time I went to like a dry city to where it was like dry heat. Like right. it was like 110 degrees, but it felt like it was 80. It was so insane. But the dry heat dried out my throat while I was there to the last day we were coming home. I literally was using pen and paper to communicate because no matter what I tried, I could not really get a sound come out of my mouth. See, I kind of had that trouble when we were hiking in Phoenix, but not to the point where I couldn't talk yeah. at all. That's it rough. was probably the same as going into going from dry heat to inside a casino with like air conditioning. Yeah. So it's probably that mix. Like whereas you were outside the whole time hiking, mm-hmm. it might be different when you're like going in from like moisture to not moisture to moisture to not moisture. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, your body can't adapt that fast. Right. How have you been recovering since post retreat? Well, you had two back to back. We left Monday for Brave. It was like a Monday through Friday retreat. Yeah. And I came back from a retreat in Dallas the Sunday before that Monday. And so it was, I was actually not feeling brave whatsoever. Come Monday, I was like, no. The retreat, not the like courageous feeling. Right. Yeah. Brave is what the retreat is called. That's correct. <laughs> I forgot we didn't say that. Um, and I was just not feeling the retreat. Come Monday, I was like, I felt like an idiot for telling Clint I would help him out. And I was like, this was a terrible idea. I, I saw it in your face. Yeah, that's what some of people, people said too when I was explaining <laughs> this story. They're like, yeah, I could tell. And I was just like, this was the worst mistake. And I remember telling like God in like prayer, it was like we had mass every day, which was awesome. Yeah, And like we had great. mass the first day. I was there in place of a youth minister. And so I was like, I'm here for this parish. I need to like at least offer this retreat for them. So I offered like up mass for them. And then in mass, I was like, God, I can't pour into kids this week. Like... I want to be there for them. I don't know if I'm going to have time to even see them. I don't have time to pour in these kids. And then come the next day, there was an incident with one of my kids, and I had to be there. And I noticed after dealing with this one teen of mine that, like, God heard me and was like, that's fine. I'm not going to make you pour into a bunch of kids. I'm going to give you one kid. Mm-hmm. Be there for one kid. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And from Tuesday eve night to the rest of the week it was awesome at a blast i was driving home and i felt like spiritually rested i wasn't even tired which is crazy coming off a retreat as the staff for the retreat. right yeah i wasn't even tired i felt rested but i did like hibernate saturday and sunday i slept like crazy um so i'm doing okay 
it's been hard getting back into like real work i've been loathing it and i don't <laughs> want to do it but today i finally got like objectives down to things i need to do mm-hmm. and it's helping like tomorrow i'm like excited to actually wake up and like i gotta send all these emails i know what i'm doing like having like checklists of things to do now so yeah that's okay that's kind of like how my day went today too because we just came off retreat season for all of you who are not in youth ministry yeah june is kind of just like crazy and for some parishes it's july but for us it's june and so we really have only had a couple of days off including weekends right in the past like month and a half yeah. So it's been pretty wild. Uh, so when Gordon says he hibernated for two days, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Because two days off in a row has not happened in a long time for us. So Right. It was two days off after like two and a half weeks of retreat. Right. Yeah. So it's really, really exciting. But at the same time, now we're at the other point of youth ministry where we're back preparing for the next wave of stuff. So it's a lot of office work now. I actually made a comment today to David, who's uh, the other youth minister at the parish that I work at. And I said, it's such a great feeling seeing my to-do list down to only a single page. Yeah. And it was just wonderful. Nothing, I shouldn't say nothing, but one of the greatest joys for me is I have an app. My to-do list is an app to swipe it and it like deletes it, the item when I finish it. It just feels so good to like... Get it done. Get it off the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, if you have, what have you been reading, watching, media, listening? Wow. Surprisingly, I've actually taken in quite a bit. I think that is yeah. That's since awesome. we've been so busy, which is kind of weird, but the World Cup has been going on. That's true. So until Brave, I had not missed a single game. Well, that's not true. I missed them, but DVR'd it and then came back and watched it afterwards. So I've been watching the World Cup, and actually I'm pretty excited. I think I told you this, but I've been predicting the games. So at the round of 16, I think it was, maybe it was the quarterfinals, I predicted all the games for the remainder of the World Cup, and thus far I've gotten every single one correct, including today's game of France over Belgium. Oh, France won? France won. Dang it. So, yeah, you did tell me that, and I've also told you that I've been rooting for every team that's gone against France because that's who you think is going to take it, right? Yeah, I made that prediction three years ago Yeah, that France would win it all. And I'm not one I, – I love sports, like I just the enjoy of like watching them, but most sports, if it's not for like a home team, I only I, – I'm, I root for the home team and things. And so when it comes to like this scenario, like the World Cup, I don't know how people like pick teams because I know nothing about these teams. Mm-hmm. And so when I know someone that roots for something, I usually either join them and I'm like, yeah, I want them to win too. I understand. Or like I'm against them. Um, in this scenario, it would be really funny just to see if you were wrong. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to root for the other guy. Fair enough. But they're only one game away right now. Right. They're, now. they're in the finals and they are the predicted winner against either team. So I'm feeling pretty confident with this prediction. I'm going to be happy either way, which is <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. World Cup's been going great. Uh, the other thing is I've been reading a couple weeks ago. I told you about how there's this book that I really hated. And then I got the sequel to that book for free. So I've been reading that. It's not great, but it's, it's not awful. And then actually I've been listening to our podcast, which has been really weird to hear like our voices over again. 
I know people say that all the time, but that's always really strange to me. Yeah. So that's basically what I've been taking in. How about you? Not much. I usually listen to a lot of podcasts and because of these retreats, I'm like backed up right now. So that's what I've been doing mostly this week, listening to like Pints with Aquinas and Lanky Guys, which is like my podcast on like the Sunday readings. I'm going to kind of catch up on like the Sunday reading podcasts. I also listen to our podcast just because the last two I wasn't on or the last, the ones with Moan about yeah, Moana. Moana. I was on those. So I wanted to listen to those. Those are fun. Yeah. Those, those are, those are really good. Um, book wise, not anything right now about to start with Patrick and Chris for our, our mission. We're going to start reading gifts of imperfection, which I forgot who it's by, but once I start reading it, I can talk more about it. Yeah. We haven't started yet. We're starting it this week and listening to kind of like some music, but not doing much. Oh, I, I've watched Deadpool two and Incredibles two since the last time I Ooh, recorded. Those are both on my list. Yeah, they're good. Um, I like Deadpool better, honestly. Deadpool really? was way better than I expected it to be. Interesting. It was phenomenal. Oh, that reminds me. Movies. I actually just went to Ant Man and the Wasp yesterday. Oh, I really want to see that. I almost saw that instead of Incredibles two, since it just came out. Yeah. I was like, I still need to see Incredibles two. It was a lot better than I expected. It was really funny. Yeah. Did you see the first one? I did. That one was funny. But this one, the villain seems way cooler. Yeah. Ghost. Is that right? Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, that was good. Highly recommend it. Other than that, there's really no segue into today's topic because, like I said, I was listening to music, but and I'm doing a song or my topic with Clint today is going to be over a song, but it's not a song I've listened to in a while. It's just one I've put on this list of our podcasts I've wanted to cover. Um, it's a 21 Pilots song, which yeah. I've become pretty good at beating Clint to the punch with some topics. Um, Cause I think he's going to do one of their songs eventually. Yeah. I was actually just lining up with a guest speaker yeah. to do 21 Pilots. Yeah. So, our brainwaves seem to be on the same page because when we talked about doing The Incredibles, I did not know they just did a Moana podcast. So it was like Pixar, Pixar, Pixar. Um, and now there might be like a few of these, like two of these songs pretty close together. But the reason I want to do this song is because last summer is when I interned with Adore. And part of what we do in Adore is disciple, one-on-one discipleship with teens we try to meet up with them like an hour before youth group, um, before we get to know them during youth group, and just like pour into them more seriously, like figure out what their prayer life is like, just talk to them on a one-on-one basis. And the first teen I started doing that with, his name was Juan. And the first thing we had in common that we would talk about was music, and he loved 21 Pilots. Now, funny story about 21 Pilots, I really enjoy 21 Pilots, I can't say I discovered them before they were, I did discover them before they were like on the radio and stuff, but it wasn't like first. I knew they'd been out for a while by the time I discovered them, but I stopped getting into them as soon as like they were like mainstream. Right. Um, and so like, typical Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. So Clint always talks on this podcast about how I've listened to like weird stuff. So they were like weird before they were big and then it became like mainstream. And I was like, no, I'm done with this. This is, they're not cool anymore. Um, so I stopped listening to them. So when I, when I met Juan and we were talking about it, I, it'd been forever since I listened to him. The song we're going to do today is one of their older ones. It's called Screen. It's from their 
I forgot what the album's called, Migraine maybe, but it's with like two old men and they redid most of those songs once they became mainstream because they had better production. And so they redid a lot of the songs and did like a more better sounding quality of a lot of their songs. This was one of them. And at the time when I first was into them, Screen was like, it like spoke to me because I thought it was about like a love, a lover, like a girl and a guy. And he was like, upset at her or she was upset at him and like i was like yeah that's where my heart's at i get you angsty (laughs) um and then it was funny because like it was right after my big conversion and i was here talking to this teen and we because of this i started listening to like 21 pirates so we could talk about it and that song listen listen to again and i was like whoa this song is like a prayer this song is not like a, a like not like the love song that Clint covered, where it was like a message from God to us, um, and then like our reaction to that. But it was actually like us speaking to God, um, and like a, a legitimate prayer. So I got to pray with it. I got to actually go back because we were only talking about Twenty One Pilot songs at this point, and tell Juan what I re- like my revelation. We talked about it, and after that, for us, rest of the summer, he kept bringing lines from songs to me. And asking me like what I thought it meant, and they're all like religious themed. Yeah. Um, and that's when like our discipleship switched. So it was pretty cool. Um, he thinks like us. He should be on the show. Yeah. So, really quick, you might be able to answer this before we jump into this. Yeah. So on social media, I have seen Twenty One Pilots just jumping up everywhere lately. Is something going on? Like, did they just drop an album or something? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. I don't think so, cause I. I yeah. just downloaded new. I, one thing I did when I came home, I like to keep up with new music. Mm-hmm. I use like I pay for like Spotify, but for Google, Google Play, and I go into new releases. And I don't think I saw a Twenty One Pilots. Neither have I. New but... album. The only thing I can think of is they're on a soundtrack for a movie, because you know how they did Suicide Squad. Yeah. So they're either on another soundtrack with one of the movies that are coming out, or they're featured in something in another song that's not theirs. Um, which neither of those are surprising would be surprising to me. Yeah. I don't but know. no, I'd have to check that out. They're just like popping up everywhere for me. Maybe yeah. it's just because I knew that we were going to have these conversations and so it's sticking out more. But I feel like it's popping up everywhere. It's possible. I really don't know. Right. Um, cool. Just thought it I know like one of the big reasons I was really into Twin On Pilots, this is like actually just a segue, like not a segue, like off topic now, but... And one reason I know Juan was into it, and like most people that like, the reason they got, became big is because I, I like to write. It's one of like my things is like as a hobby, um, writing. One of my, my first tattoo is based on like two poets that I like. And they are pretty much, it's like a spoken word with like a beat is most of their songs. And yeah. they speak like into like depression, anxiety, like really modern situations. Yeah, they get real. Right which is why this song is a prayer is actually really beautiful. And if you don't know the song after we talk about it today, it's probably gonna be my challenge. Just go pray with it. Cause it's authentic an authentic prayer, which something I was talking to a friend about today. We were just like talking in a guy's group about goals we wanted. And his was just to be more authentic in prayer. And that's what I think this prayer is. So with that, we can jump in. Yeah, for sure. Cool. This song, like most 21 pilot songs, pretty repetitive. Not all of them are that way. But it's one of my favorites because it's ukulele, and I play ukulele, so I, I could you still know this song on ukulele, and I would sing it. Since when do you play ukulele? Since before you met me. Dude. I have a ukulele here. How did I not know this? Because um, I don't, like, I'm not try, I don't try to be showy with a lot of things, so. 
And I also, if I pull out a ukulele and play it, people are like, sing. And I'm like, I don't sing. So, so it was ukulele. It also has like, like a rappy middle part, which you guys probably heard in the beginning. I don't know if we're going to put that in or not, but we might. And we're totally going to put it. I know this was one of two songs that I knew the entirety of the other one's migraine, which is even more impressive because that's just straight through non-repetitive, like rapping or quote unquote rapping depends on who you're talking to. But the first, so we're going to break it down line by line because it's so repetitive. Um, or, yeah. Yeah, let's get it. Let's see, what's the first line? The first line is, I do not know why I would go in front of you and hide my soul because you're the only one who knows it. Mm-hmm. And then they repeat that line because you're the only one who knows it. So what is, what, what, yeah, what sticks out? Dude, this actually sounds like some of the prayers that I've been throwing down lately. If I'm being completely honest, we were at, that conference in Phoenix, the CYMC, I was telling you about, and I think I talked about it on air. And, dude, we were sitting at adoration one night, and I'm pretty sure I prayed this exact same prayer, just different words, but I do not know why I would go in front of you and hide my soul. And to me, that feels a lot like how my prayer has been since becoming youth minister, to be completely honest. You know, as... As ministers, a lot of times we feel like we have to have this perfect life and we have to hide part of ourselves to be able to be that uh, figure, whatever, for the teens. But then we go in front of God and we continue to hide something. And that kind of separates us in our relationship and it kind of cuts off the intimacy. Yeah. And so I do not know why I would go in front of you and hide my soul because you're the only one who knows it. This is the only person who we can truly be, be completely vulnerable with and not worry about whatever our, our fear or insecurities are because he, he knows it even better than we know it. Right. He created it. He created it. Um, and if he stopped thinking about it, we would cease to exist. Right. And I, I, you know, it only goes a little bit further in that in the sense of like, with the with the starting of the question i don't know why i would go to hide it because you see it anyways yeah you know like even if we did hide it he's like like i made your soul i know what's going on and so even if you're hiding it like i'm not gonna let you know that i know but i know Mm -hmm. you know and it's one of those things of like we play this really dumb game with ourselves of like i can keep you from knowing what's going on with myself right and I, I think just this first couple lines here really sets the tone of intimacy in this song. And like I was saying before, this is the first time I've ever even seen this song. Right. We, we listened to it once yeah. before starting this, and that's all I know. But just listening to the lyrics, it it seems really intimate. Yes. And it, I always picture he's like out in the middle of nowhere looking up yeah. and just like almost on the verge of falling to his knees like i'm sorry like i'm an idiot I, like you know who i am and i don't know why i'm trying to like lie and hide hide from you i'm kind of worried that we're starting to get too much on the same wave because that's what i was picturing too no that, and... i pictured that for a year now <laughs> but you're supposed to be the weird one so if i'm starting to fall into the same thoughts then i am contagious we can't have two weird ones you're drinking from my mug oh that's true and it's delicious this is licorice tea and it's actually kind of yummy. Is it? Yeah, it's helping. Nice, I'm not coughing, nice. so cheers to that. 
but yeah, <laughs> getting back on topic. Um, yeah, I, I think this is really, really setting the tone for some intimacy, uh, especially as we get into kind of the next stuff. Um, yeah, then that brings us to the next step, which is almost the same thing, just worded differently. I, I will hide behind my pride, which that line alone is just like a punch, especially if we're, because if, like, I also relate to the song in a lot of ways. If we're both like praying that, then he's just admitting the sin he's in is pride. But I will, mm-hmm. I will hide behind my pride, and I don't know why I think I can lie. Because there's a screen on my chest. Yes, there's a screen on my chest. And it goes back to that first line of, uh, why would I hide my soul? Like, I don't know why I think I can lie. And I'm going to let you dissect this first, but this is one line I've been not praying with, but like meditating on for a while, just preparing for this podcast. But what do you get out of those those lines? Yeah, so the first time when we listened to it, I actually got something different. So going through, obviously, the first two lines, and I will hide behind my pride, don't know why, I think I can lie. That's exactly what you were just talking about. But the next line is what kind of threw me there, because there's a screen on my chest. And the first time we listened to it, the actual song, I was visioning like a screen that like filters something. And so to me, it was like I saw this opening in his chest with his heart visible and then kind of like this wire filter where he was kind of filtering what, what comes in and what doesn't. And so there's this barrier separating certain things. And again, it's cutting off that intimacy. It's cutting off that vulnerability. But the second time, when you were just reading it right there... You thought of Teletubbies. Yes! Yeah. It's like this television screen right. on your chest that's proclaiming okay. what's on the inside. You're nailing what I want to talk about, but you go ahead first. Finish. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's exactly it. It's something that's revealing what's on the inside. So even if you don't want to share it, they already see it. Yeah. And by they, we're talking about God. Right. So it, it's already visible. So... I that's the, literally what I meditated on like headed to youth group today listening to this song was like what does he mean by screen and what are different types of screens and so the first thing I thought was like screen door kind of like you said yeah. something that ventilates but also if you think you take it a little further screen door could be two different okay viewed in two different ways so like screen door is another door and so really like if he wants to open his chest if God wants to like get through his chest he not only has to open up the door to his chest but now this extra layer Mm-hmm. And so it is cutting off that vulnerability. And the opposite of that, if it's the way you lined up, like I was thinking too, if it's just a screen, like a screen on a window, keep bugs out, mm-hmm. then it actually is creating this vulnerability. Because even though it's preventing things in or out, he's completely naked. Mm. God can actually see his heart. And that's going back to, you're the only one who knows it. Yeah. And it, it might, he might actually be like hiding behind his pride because he's afraid of that vulnerability. Yeah. And then the screen with a television screen also two ways if it's plugged into the chest how the tv work whatever it's plugged into receives and projects so without wanting to he's projecting his heart and there's that vulnerability on the same sense it's a tv screen he can project whatever he wants Mm. and he's lying and so even though it's on his chest he's showing god what he wants him to see because it's a television screen interesting and like he's hiding behind the pride and it goes back to the first line like i might be hiding but there's a screen on my chest but you know my soul and so like i don't know how he means it but i meditate on this forever and either way you poke at it it's basically 
God knows your deepest desires most. And this character or us in this prayer, fear vulnerability Mm -hmm. and being known. Right. Which is what we're ultimately created for. Right. To be known and loved by God. So it's almost like we fear our own creation and humanity. Because of the fall in this distorted understanding of what we desire. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And that leads us to like the chorus in a sense, which says, I'm standing in front of you. I'm standing in front of you and I'm trying to keep my cool all together, trying to keep my cool. And I view this also can go like two different roads, but the way I take it most is like we, if, if it is, I, I picture the screen door metaphor most. And mm-hmm. I think it makes the most sense where it's a screen that filters something, mm-hmm. but without a door. So he can see the chest. Yeah. And even though he's vulnerable, in this prayer and even though god can see everything he's trying to act like everything's fine he's like i'm cool like i'm standing in front of you and everything's fine even though on the inside everything's not fine and i keep screwing it up and if only i like let you in everything would be fine but once i let you in i'm gonna feel weak i'm gonna start crying people are gonna know everything's not fine and i don't want to do that so i'm cool mm. And that's how I always take that line. But how would you take that any differently? No, that's pretty much what I was thinking too. For me, this is like you saying, this is definitely poetry right here. And so I'm really trying to visualize it as we talk about it and looking at this screen. So I mentioned how, when I, when I see it, there's this open chest. And so I see the darkness inside because obviously it's inside his body. So there's not a whole lot of light getting in. And to me, as I look at the heart, it's, it's hurting. Yeah. Broken. Like it's really just beaten up. But as we talk about this screen being a filter, I'm starting to think of like a photo filter or like a filter that you put on Instagram. On, yeah. Yeah. So, so it doesn't look, so it looks different than it is. Yeah. And so the line, everything together, trying to be so cool. Right. That's Instagram. Yeah. That's the Instagram filter right there. Or you can you imagine just like an art picture where it is a person with like a hole in their chest and you see a broken heart, but from the neck up, they're like happy and smiling. Yeah. Actually, I was literally having a conversation about that today with one of my teens about people who authentically are joyful and people who appear happy. And I think those are two very different things. But I really think this is Instagram through and through. Some of our listeners might hate me for this, but I'm really not a fan of Instagram. And the reason being is it's all about the filter. Yeah. It's all about having that perfect picture. And really what it does to us is it makes us lust for what others have. We get this idea that when we only see people through their Instagram pictures, their life looks perfect. And we desire that and we want that. When in reality, they themselves are broken and and in a lot of ways they're seeking affirmation and validation for their life through these pictures. And so that's kind of like us in this song right now, I think is we're trying to pretend like everything's okay. And we're trying to be okay on the outside through this filter that we're putting over our heart. But in reality it's broken, it's beaten. And the only way for us to fix it is to open that up and let it be fixed but we're covering it up instead. Yeah. It's actually really interesting because I never really thought about this before. Like I think something we talk about 
or like it's culturally talked about is communication and with social media with technology like how that's not diminishing but just being distorted how communication is and people are like losing authenticity and we tell teens i think a lot like you can at least be authentic with god if anything this is one person you don't have to worry about like how they judge you but i'm like i'm realizing with like that idea of like a filter and instagram all this stuff like if we really don't even know how to be authentic with just a real person then like how how are we trying to be authentic with someone that we can't see and grasp and hear if it's our first time praying with them and so i think that's what this song is beginning to portray it's Mm -hmm. like this he's broken inside and he's finally realizing it's blood into his spiritual life and like he's not only been hiding it from other people but he's actually been hiding it from god and he's like i'm sorry like this whole time i've been trying to pretend like everything's fine when you already know everything's not fine and you can see right through all of it right just really quick that actually reminds me of something i've been hearing a lot lately is that statistically teens today are spending more time with their family than before Mm. but actually communicating less Mm -hmm. and so we as people are just in the presence of others but there's no actual communication going on yeah um and that's where I picture in this part of I'm standing in front of you and I'm trying to be cool. I actually picture like adoration. Yeah. Like he's sitting there that's what I saw. in adoration. And like I've, I've had moments where like I can tell there's no communication going on between me and God. I can't hear for anything, but I can feel him prodding. And I'm like, tears are coming. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm fine. I don't want to cry. Like, and like, that's what I figured this part is. Like I'm trying to act cool and just like mm-hmm. sit there with you. And then it goes into, like I said, that little, like, quote-unquote rap section. And this is where, once again, can be viewed two different ways. We're either getting an insight to what's going on, or he's actually just, like, it's he's got it, he, you know, he's had it up to here, and he's finally just, like, being authentic and letting God know what's going on. But it starts with, I can't see past my own nose. I'm seeing everything in slow-mo. Look out below crashing down to the ground just like a vertical locomotive that's a train am i painting the picture that's in my brain a train from the sky locomotive my motives are insane so we'll just start there i can't see past my own nose so he's spiritually blind like your nose is like not even an inch in front of your eyes so he can't see he's like been blinded spiritually physically he's just he doesn't know what's going on my ways are greater than your ways right yeah all that stuff yeah He's seeing everything in slow-mo, which I, in my, like, when I take that, I think moments I felt like that, I don't feel like I'm a part of what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, I'm almost living in a movie. So what's I'm at, he's not, he's not present. He can't see. He's blinded. He's telling you to look out because he's about to crash. He's mm-hmm. about to hit rock bottom. And he, he, he doesn't, he's trying to, he's almost saying, like, I don't know how to say this, so I don't even know if I'm making any sense, but my brain feels like a train not a plane, but a train is going to be crashing from the sky. Again, I think this is very visual, but if you imagine a train crash, a train crash is never, I mean, no crash is good, but a train crash is always just so destructive. Where there's more than one train connected to each other. So it's domino effect, train effect. Exactly. Like if he crashes, it's going to f- bleed out into everyone, you know, right. other lives. Yeah. And so I'm picturing like this train 
coming straight down at high velocity trains are are massive like i think we forget how big and heavy and powerful trains are when they're moving at fast speeds that's not good like that's crazy yeah that hitting straight into the earth like that's kind of what he's talking about here and that's just that's crazy destruction and this is this is where i think like i said 21 pilots gets a lot of their hype is because this is a really vivid mental picture of anxiety and a panic attack he's losing it internally and he he just feels like like uh, you've probably sat in front of a train waiting for it to pass yeah how long was like the longest train oh we used to count them all the time in the hundreds a lot of the time imagine that train crashing into the ground oh my gosh yeah so like that's what i i mean i imagine he feels like the biggest train because like the bigger you are the heavier you are the heavier you are the more destructive and i imagine he's just like up there and he's crashing i want to this is a complete side note but i want to give a shout out to my grandfather who actually he passed away but he was way way into trains yeah and he actually turned his entire attic into this miniature railroad that's incredible and so growing up myself and all my brothers got our own miniature train and we got to like create miniature railroading so little nerd out moment for my youth but shout out to grandpa that's awesome i've always wanted like legit miniature train stuff because yeah it's like a real hobby yeah and it's awesome it's pretty cool the second half of this part is going into if you listen to 21 pilots which i did for a while they speak about this a lot which is why it's really funny but they speak about not being on the radio and not being famous mm-hmm. um, and he says my flow is not great i conversate with people who know if i flow on a song i'll get no radio play so i'm going to stop there for a little bit just because listening before this podcast i like that line he's talking about how he conversates with people that get him hmm. the conversations he's having with people that know that, that understand that he's trying that understand that like he said his my flow's not great but he said the conference people knows that he flows so like they understand they, they think he's got a flow um, even though it's not great and then they know it's not going to get any radio play but they're still talking to him mm-hmm. and so like it's it's having this community he still has a small sense of that and he mentions it even if it's so subtle and he says while we're doing while you're doing fine so some people are doing fine there's some people and i who have a really tough time getting through this life so excuse us while we sing to the sky and it wasn't until I heard the song in light of Juan that that last line just like clicked. So excuse us while we sing to the sky. So because we can't get through life, we're praising God. So that could be praise and worship. That could be essential worship and silence. But he's like, he's like sing to the sky. And I just am pictured like once again, he's out in that road Broken. about to fall into his knees and his hands are just up and he's singing to the Lord. Like, help me. Yeah, that's exactly what i saw too and it makes me think of people always ask how can you be christian when so many christians are are broken or sinners and the response i love it it's well it's because we're broken that we need to be christian yeah Yeah. because we need to cling to god in order to as he says get through this life you know because we're made for something more yeah, Catching Foxes once touched on that, and it was like a great, it's like a great conversation to have, even with like people that are Christian or Catholics now, because I think it's something that 
it's just like the shift we're in right now. We're in this period where like years ago it was like sin and we need to repent and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when we point out like what not to do. People shy away because they don't want like this. They don't like the vulnerability and admitting what they've done. But at the same time, they view people that are pointing that out as hypocrites because we're all broken, like you said. Mm-hmm. And rather that shift should be like, I mess up, you mess up, but have you met this God who doesn't care? Have you met this God who like died so that doesn't have to be a problem and like loves us? Like he has infinite mercy and I can't even explain it to you because it's not fathomable in words. Right. Well, he cares, but he loves you right. in spite of those. Right. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. And it goes back to the whole, I'm standing in front of you. I'm trying to be so cool. Everything I'm trying to be so cool. And then it gets to the best part of the song, which we just kind of talked on the hook which of the hook is just we're broken we're broken we're broken people and it just repeats that and i think this is what the song is all about and what the song is like getting to is it's the motto of christianity right it's like what you just said but i think like that's what the title of the song could almost have been rather than screen we're broken people it's just we're broken and like almost broken in the sense that he realizes he's been hiding himself from God this whole time. That's how mm-hmm. broken he is. And I think we can easily fall into that hole over and over again. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. I don't have much to add on. That I know one. it's a very simple song. And like I said, though, my challenge really would just be to listen to this song once it's, it's fun. It's good. But to take these words, you can cut out all the repetitiveness and just like take them into adoration and read them as if you were saying them to God yourself like pray not pray with him but pray these words mm-hmm. you don't have to go to adoration but like pray these words and all like this isn't the bible but almost like figure out kind of like you do in Lectio what sticks out what like what makes you was like that actually that's it and I think what's the healthiest is admitting over and over again is we're broken we're broken people we're broken people so that's like literally my challenge and that's all I have. Yeah. You actually invited me to and a bunch of us to go on holy hour tomorrow morning. So yeah. I think I'm going to take that challenge and I think I'm going to pray on this for, for part of that too, because this is really good and I've never heard this before. So yeah, big fan. So with that, we're going to go ahead and I want to invite you guys to just reach out to us. We've had kind of a, lull in feedback the past couple of weeks yeah so with that if you guys reach out to us if you hear this and we mentioned earlier about the haka if you actually like mentioned that you've heard that and you want to see what that is we will post it oh we have a video of us doing the haka do we? but yes oh great but you have to ask for it if yeah. you don't then it'll go unseen so if you ask for it we will show you nice. um, and we'll, we can post it on facebook and our youtube channel and keep put that up but you have to like prove that you're listening <laughs> yeah so we love feedback we love hearing from you guys even if you want to just check in just let us know what you're listening to and what you want to hear from us yeah we always appreciate hearing from you guys and with that please 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 check us out on all of our social media even if you already do check us out on social media please help share what we put out we're really trying to get into the videos for YouTube, but we've been 
kind of slow during this retreat season. So please bear with us. We're hoping to put some out in the next yeah. couple of weeks here. So totally. bear with us on that. But with that, I just want to give a few shout outs. Shout outs to my friend Joel and his girlfriend, Emily. I promised them like six episodes ago that I would give them a shout out. And I forgot. So shout out to Joel and Emily. Also shout out to Angela, who was someone that discovered a podcast like a week, week and a half ago. And not only started listening, but shared with us, maybe not directly, but like kind of indirectly that this has been like helpful in her prayer. She like started listening to like Christian podcasts. Yeah. And one of us, ours is one. And so that's just pretty cool. Cause yeah. like, that's the, kind of the whole point where we're doing this. Right. So thanks for listening. And yeah, huge, huge thank you for, for that. Yeah, I want to give some shout-outs to some listeners, too. The first one is to Blake Cotter, who was actually on Logistics Team last year okay. for our re- retreat. And I think, Blake, I think you just listened to every single episode in the past, like, week and a half. So shout-out to you for that because— That's a new record. He beat Cody. Yeah, that was crazy. Sorry, Cody. Uh, you have been our top listener ever since you started listening. So thanks for listening, Blake. We really appreciate that, and— Please give us some feedback there. And then I also want to give a shout out. I don't know who this is, but have you seen who the top town, top city this week was? Was it Iowa? It was Dyersville, Iowa, which is kind of where I grew up. Yeah. But it doesn't say who. So whoever listened to 60, it was probably multiple people, but 60 listens from Dyersville, Iowa. Is your mom? My mom doesn't live in Dyersville. Whoever it is, like, shout out to you, and please let us know who you are. Yeah, whoever you are, I'm not calling you his mom. I was just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you might be my mom. I don't know. Sometimes she goes to Dyersville. But just let us know who you are, because that's pretty cool. And if it's multiple of you, yeah, just let us know. Just thanks for listening. We, we appreciate you Even guys. without the feedback, we appreciate, like, seeing that people are actually, like, downloading this, sharing. The people are sharing it, and that's great. Yeah. It's just helpful if you have any feedback i know i've talked to people and they're like i just don't want to like be the one to tell you guys this and i'm like no even if it's negative feedback we want to know we want to know so yeah. yeah please let us know what we could work on that's huge we realize we're amateurs that's why we want feedback right. so we want to make we want to make this the best experience for you yeah so we love you guys and we are praying for you and we're going to be praying for you during our holy hour tomorrow morning so yeah please pray for us back we need it especially during these summer months so Thanks, guys, and thanks for joining us on the adventure this week. Thank you. Catch you soon. actually come to the point where i almost want to like as we're recording the actual podcast say something so bad you have to cut it out but like it's still enough to maybe keep it in you put it in the front